with Alan Moore. Well, here we are again, another Wednesday night, and you're listening to Russia and Mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show. This is Capital Sports, and I am Alan Moore. I am Ekaterina Bichkova. And we're coming live from the studios of Capital FM in, well, not too warm Moscow. So, what's on our menu for tonight, madam? We have the interviews I promised from the Kremlin Cup, well worth listening to. We also have Russian and English football, we have ice hockey and boxing and tennis, the Super 8, and we have baseball and more. Oh, that's very, very good. And we'll give away two tickets to the Super Derby this Sunday. That is, of course, Lokomotiv versus Siska. Loko, as we know, are top of the table and this could see them cement that place. Of course, we'll be there on Sunday. So stay tuned for our question. You'll be on the stage with us and chat with the wonderful Katarina Bishkova at our Capital Sports Stadium show. I want to give the question out. Give everyone a chance to win because this is going to be a great match. Okay, all right, go on ahead, go first, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so I have the question. Who is the women's world tennis number one? So who is the women's world tennis number one? Of course, she was crowned, or this week she was named as women's tennis number one. So plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Get us on Viber and so on, just get it because you'll win a pair of VIP tickets. That's for dinner and, well, not dancing, but you can be dancing if Lokomotiv play well at the Lokomotiv Siska game on Sunday. Okay, so last weekend was not very good for our Moscow clubs with only Lokomotiv winning. Siska kicked it all off by losing 1-0 to Arsenal in Tula on Friday night and just as Spartak fans were laughing at their rivals' misfortune, they too were almost beaten by Rostov. Well, that was down in Rostov and they were very, very lucky to escape with a 2-2 draw. The excuse, and it might be true, was that the Spartak boys had one uh, eye on tonight's game in Spain. So it could be true, though they really lack a kind of an honest-to-goodness midfield general or Zobny and so hurry back, Roman. Our prediction of four points for Dynamo in their three games with Tosno, Rubin and Ska was perfectly correct as they managed to lose to Tosno 1-0. With four not easy games to the winter break, the team will be lucky to pick up a point. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them, very, very tough for them to get a chance to uh, hang on to the coattails of Amkar, Rostov, Rubin and Ahmad. Now they're down in 14th and really I don't see them winning another game this year and only Ahmad Grozny looked likely to give them a point. No, maybe not. Ahmad parted ways with coach Alek Kononov and most likely would replace him with another coach who does what he's told. Any idea who's up for the job, Alan? Well, yeah, well, not winning. <laughs> I had to be very careful on this one. So not winning Monday's uh, Caucasian Derby with Angie, it wasn't the worst thing. You know, they got a draw. And even though Angie are not the greatest, you know, Ahmad only had themselves to blame with Alek. You know, they wanted to appear ambitious and grab the man who brought Krasnodar all the way into Europe and third in the league. So when he went to Ahmad, I wrote an article at the time questioning the motivation because it was only this year, of course, in, in May, and the treatment of the uh, then coach, Rahimov, uh, who was pushed out. So who'd want it? Well, you know, as you said, if someone takes orders well and they want a good paycheck, who knows, Gazayev, Valeri, maybe. Um, there are some fairly talented coaches out there, but if they're, uh, you know, if they're ambitious, as in Ahmed are ambitious, they'll go for someone like Elena Chef, who's in a great job out in Krasnoyarsk. Or maybe they'll bring back Rashid Rahimov uh, for another go. Uh, he knows the club, he knows the management, so it's a safe thing. And the main thing is that Ahmed just cannot lose any more ground on the, um, you know, the, the, the teams ahead of him, because they're only six points off fourth place. And setting up is something Zenit need to do after a crushing 3-0 defeat at home to Lokomotiv. The Zenit fans were well in the game until they conceded in the 57th minute. Jefferson Farfan then added to his opener 12 minutes later and then it was finished. Yeah, it could have been 5 or 6-0. They actually quit on the, on, 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 the, on the game. 
Yeah, Alexei Melanchuk made it 3-0 in the 17th, 7th minutes, and Lokomotiv just relaxed and made it look easy. As I mentioned last week, Zenit head coach Roberto Mancini refused to give an interview when we met him at the Capital Sports Stadium show at the Ergedari last Monday. Is he regretting it? I'd like to think so. Well, I asked him for two minutes of his time, and uh, all he was concerned about was my asking about the, uh, the vacancies at Everton or Leicester. Well, after Sunday's underperformance, he'd be lucky to get the Bury job. I don't, even, I don't even know who Bury are. I thought early it meant an undertaker. You were still on Halloween time. Well, Halloween was only last night, so yeah. Uh, well, I kind of am as it happens, but uh, Bury, they're, or Bury, they're a team in League One, the third tier of English football. Uh, they just sacked their boss, Lee Clark, on Monday. And um, okay, so with that win, Lokomotiv went three points clear of Zenith at the top of the table. Zenith has seven points adrift of Loco in third. And that big Jeremy Lubing on Sunday. You know, it's going to be a big one. And Spartak, of course, they're 6 with 22 points. And Dynamo are 14th with 14 points. A couple of weeks ago, remember, they were 13th with 13 points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 13, 13 points and 13 games played. So, yeah, soon they could be 15th with 15 points. Or they could be on their way back to the FNL or, well, the second tier. Yeah, consistency. I noticed that Spartak have the fourth worst defence in the league. They've conceded 20 goals. Only Anjiska and Ahmad have led have let it in more goals. Yeah, I know, it's very, very it's curious. Like, oh. Yeah, I know, it's amazing. And uh, it goes back to what Danny Armstrong mentioned last month when uh, he said that, uh, well, when Carrera was on the brink of losing his job. That he doesn't do seasons. Exactly, <laughs> or at least he hasn't had the investment or playing staff to make it easier for him. Ah, uh, when you're higher ranked or number one, everybody ups their game to beat you. Yeah, that's actually interesting, actually. I know we're going to come to tennis now in a second, but when you were top seed or like, you know, seeded in tournaments, did you find it more difficult to play or lower ranked players? Yeah, it's like players? 100%. I mean, I remember my matches when I was coming better in battle, like getting to top 100. And then when I was coming to challenges with like number one seed, oh my God, everyone was fighting like it's last match in their life. And I can understand like someone uh, uh, like Serena Williams or Maria Sharapova, everyone actually come to play the best match of their life against That's these it's ladies. The pressure. It's yeah, the pressure. It's the, yeah, it's the highest pressure also for the first ladies, you know, because they have to win. But you did that in the US Open against Kuznetsova. Like she yeah, was reigning exactly. champion. She was and defending champion and she really, she was under such a big pressure that she couldn't overcome it. It was like, mm, it was done before the match actually. Wow. And I could see it because she was like, she looked even very, very like you never uh, said that upset. Or really? Like, yeah, yeah, like not like her at all. Wow. And then we started to play at the beginning was awful. Like, I mean, she, she, she couldn't put even one ball in. Then I no. just used this chance and one first set. And then second, it was like, oh, so, so. But okay. still, you have to win. Okay, <laughs> yeah, all right, sorry, but sorry. still. <laughs> but staying on the team of tennis. Staying on the team of tennis. Go ahead. Yeah, we're going. Back to WTA season, which is officially over. The main Final 8 tournament just ended up on Sunday. Karolina Wozniacki, who've looked in the perfect shape from the very first match, won the championship easily. No one could predict that win, but that's what we have. She lost one match in the group, but won both semis and final in straight two sets. Even old queen of the year, Venus Williams, couldn't do anything against the Dutch. 6-4, 6-4, that was the final score. Perfect way to close the year 2017. One second, she's not though, she's Danish. Danish. Danish, yeah, yeah, yes, you see, she's, she's Danish. Everyone says that. All Russians say Danish people are Dutch, but it's because Datsky. So there you go. Yeah, that's okay. true. It's always, oh, so okay, confusing sorry, I'm, again. Okay. I'm, I'm not blushing, going. sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Oli's <on>. not here. <laughs> there is still the WTA Elite Trophy Championship, which take place in Chinese Zhuhai this week. Anastasia Pavlochenko and Elena Visnina are those two players who represent Russia there and still fight for the trophy. Yeah, actually, the girls are still in, fighting in the groups. Yeah. 
ATP season is also getting closer to the end. Federer, Nadal's very team, Cilic and Dimitrov, got their tickets to London, like, where men's final eight will take place in two weeks. Paris is the last chance for Tsonga, Anderson Del Porte to fight for the spot there. Well, it could be tough and interesting, like another intrigue in ATP. Very okay. good entry. Yeah, Very actually, good. yes. All three Russian newcomers of this year, Hachanov, Rublev and Medvedev, will play first time ever organized next-gen ATP final event, which starts on the 7th of November. Oh, on my birthday. Okay. <laughs> so listen, I like Caroline, okay, Wozniacki. She's one of those kind of sunny type of people and she's a good advert for tennis because, you, know, you know, she's a decent person and plus she's a Liverpool fan as well. So uh, the only question is, is she going to win a Grand Slam this year? Well, I mean, if she gonna play like she played uh, final eight, it could happen. But still, she lost one match in the group, you know. So she was completely perfect in first two matches. She won like straight two sets, six zero, six two, six two, six zero. It, it was like amazing oh, against uh, uh, like Simona Halep and um, who was in the group. Well, I don't remember at the moment, but still, it was like big crush, wins. Yeah, big wins. Yeah. Big wins. And uh, then she lost against uh, Garcia, and then again two perfect matches against Pliskova and Venus. But maybe she'd already qualified because when we were on here yeah, last probably, week, she qualified. Yeah. So she, she kind of was like, ah, you know. It was not like that, but probably yes, yeah, she was like. But still, she was fighting three sets against Garcia. If she was so, not, not thinking, it's not the right I, word. I, you understand? I, I, I understand. She does like. She's not, she, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like kind of like easing it off and just maybe picking new shots and whatever. Yeah, it could be because she was like 100% out of the group, so like... She could do it. Yeah. Listen, just while we're on still, ten still on tennis, um, I read your uh, piece uh, this week uh, on Championat, of course, that's uh, Russia's biggest sports news source, um, and it's about uh, competition and on-court behaviour. So is everybody crazy on court, in your opinion? Uh, like, it depends on the character, I think, but like those who are like very emotional, yeah, it's completely just can't sometimes control yourself. And when the pressure is getting high, especially at the end of the season, then it's like horrible. And it goes like when two players with the same uh, character uh, meet on court, it's, it could be like, it could be danger, <laughs> honestly. I mean, because it was that. I mean, you did you said last week, and we're going to have in the second segment, of course, the interview with Elise Cornet. But when you had played her way back when in a, in a French League match, French League match? Wasn't yeah, French League, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was like fireworks. So, I mean, it's, you know, kind of, it's 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 in the heat of battle, as they say. That, yeah, that, that but that's on. what I said. It, and that's what I've written uh, in my article, that it was the end of the season. We played like it was the end of November or the beginning of December. It was one of the last matches for the French League, and it was like, this was the end. Winner know? takes all. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just like what happened. It was a firework, that's what you said, and what? it was horrible. And well, I think we both regret, but still, that what happened, uh, and we're lucky that we came out of this situation. You were young, so. <laughs> okay, I can't believe I'm saying this, but enough about tennis. For now, let's talk as hockey. Okay, so ice hockey, as you wish, madam. Uh, the KHL skates on with a bit of good news for Spartak. They down Dynamo in last weekend's Moscow Derby and move up to ninth. That's one uh, one spot away from the playoffs. Dynamo are in seventh. That's, of course, inside the, the top eight. Siska continue chasing leaders Ska. And while they're three games uh, back, they have three games in hand, of course, they are a sizable 21 points back. Uh, Vityaz Podolsk are now the lowest-ranked Moscow region team in 11th, with the most games played of any team, that's 29. So they might have not bottomed out just yet. 
Dinamo are home to last place Dinamo Riga tomorrow night. That starts at 7.30. They'll be looking to pick up some momentum before sharing the ice with Spartak on Saturday in a match where fireworks are expected. That starts at 5.30. Are you going? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, it's going to be a cracker. Uh, it'll be like you and Corne meeting again. <laughs> uh, so as uh, it'll be on just before the, the international break, it's going to be good to get some live action in. Um, on Monday, Dinamo complete their three-game home stand with a match against Severstal Cherubovitz. That's uh, you know three wins from those games, and they'll keep Spartak out of playoff picture for now. For now, a long way to go, but not so long to go in American baseball. Sunday's extra innings triumph for the Houston Astros set them up for last night's decider. Having won in Houston 13-12, they took a 32-series lead for the final two games in Los Angeles, and you watched it all, so you yeah. watch everything. Yeah, I know. Me? It wasn't well last night, so I actually was staying up like it's 3, 4 in the morning. Do you have a sleep? Can I Sometimes. Have like... Occasionally, okay. yeah. I, I'll, Occasionally, I'll, that's yeah. the correct <laughs> word. That's what I think. As John Bonzo, and as John Bonjo always said, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Anyway, um, so yeah, they, they won 13-12 in Houston. Uh, they took a 3-2 series lead going into the game last night. A lot of negative energy around this match. Um, so last night, the Dodgers, they came from 1 down to win 3-1 in a pretty feisty encounter, reminiscent of yourself and Elise. Uh, tonight, tonight, or well, earlier tomorrow morning it is game seven in decision time pitching for LA is Yu Darvish who as many people know was racially abused by Yuri Gurriel of the Astros uh, it was really strange last night when the US commentators they made light of the incident uh, they basically said oh like the fans are booing when um, the, the Cuban born player Yuri came up to bat and they said like oh like you know that uh they said they need a villain of the piece, but no, the guy had racially abused someone and he got away with like a five-game ban that won't start until next season. So it's a bit insane why he shouldn't be banned right now if he's been proved to be racist. He made these like like eyes and then started calling him like little Chinese boy, like a really derogative term. Uh, kind of a, you know, it just was really terrible to, to see. Um, so yeah, so uh, that's... You know, from his punishment, like uh, stamping out racist behaviour in US sports is not really top of the agenda, which is a massive shame because there's so many good people working within baseball, yet uh, business always seems to come first. And that was the reason why not banging them now. They said we shouldn't punish the teammates and also the ratings will go down if we punish them. So there you go. Mm, yeah. Okay, so we are going to go to the break right now, uh, our first song. And the song we're going to go to our break with is, well, it's a tribute to this lady sitting here beside me. Uh, it's a tribute to Caroline Wozniacki. It's a tribute to Katie Taylor, Ireland's Katie Taylor, who won her first World Pro Boxing title on Saturday. It's a tribute to every mom, daughter, aunt, granny, sister, girlfriend, wife who's out there listening. No matter where you are, who you are, you're going to enjoy this. So get ready to tap your fingers, purse your lips, nod your heads, and just go to flow. This is the Hollies with Long Cool Woman. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
with Alan Moore. And we go again after that refreshing break. I'm Rika Tsirin-Bichkova. With me is Alan Moore and we're Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. Well, it was a nice song, but I hope next week I'm going to pick up some. Well, yeah, we will have a guest in the studio next week, but no, you can you can have one of the songs for sure because I know your taste is pretty good. So, okay. Oh, so... you never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I trust you. I trust you, Katarina. <laughs> okay, so what's coming up then now in the second segment? Uh, yeah, we have European football returned after a short break and last night CSK were in Switzerland seeking revenge for humiliating hope defeat in the last round. Tonight, Spartak are in Spain looking to rain down more goals on Sevilla. A draw will see Spartak look very good for the next round. A win will almost certainly see them home. Yeah, as Katrin said there, that last night, Cisco Moscow, they put themselves in an ideal position to be in Europe in the springtime. Away to Basel uh, in Switzerland, they came from a goal down. Uh, I actually stopped watching it when they went to goal down uh, to win 2-1 in a result that came on a night of surprises, if not shocks. Barcelona, they failed to beat Olympiacos in Greece. They drew 0-0 there. Azerbaijan's Karabag, they drew 1-1 away to Atletico Madrid. Nothing untoward there since uh, Azerbaijan's sponsor Atletico Madrid. Nothing see here. Uh, Chelsea lost 3-0 away to Roma, while Juventus drew 1-1 in Lisbon with Sporting. Oh, oh, and Manchester United won at home to Benfica. Nothing surprising. So, as Katrin said, tonight Spartak are in Spain to play Sevilla and they will be hoping for another massive result. The tie tonight, though, is the one that I'm going to watch and it has to be Spurs against Real Madrid. Real, of course, lost the, at the weekend to Catalan Minos Girona. So Real, Real even cannot lose in London or it's CU Zizou. But of course for us, the Europa League is going to be centre of attention for a few hours on Thursday. We have Lokomotiv Moscow at home going for gold or goals against Sheriff Tiraspol. In Moldova, Lokomotiv were a little lucky to get a draw. They need a win tomorrow. They certainly do. You know, Sheriff were impressive, it needs to be said. Though Loco have quality all over the field. Uh, just to see them home, but you know, as you Katrina said, a win is huge. Kickoff is at nine o'clock out in the Erzsébé Arena. There are some tickets remaining, uh, so get them while they're hot uh, and stay hot. Uh, Ticket.fclm.ru. We'll have some extra special guests to talk with us there on Capital Sports Stadium show uh, stage, including Mitri Bulikin, the ex and Russian star. Also, we have time, I hope, to catch up with Eric. Yeah, good old Eric Stoffel says to man his name you can now pronounce. So hopefully that uh, he I will still, join and us. I, now I do, now I do. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. house. Eric is the best. He <laughs> is awesome. So, yeah. So uh, that quiz question again, we've just been asked. The quiz question again. Who is the women's world number one? Who is the women's tennis world number one? Plus seven, 95, 111, uh, 053, or guess on fiber as well. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to the next few days here with Capital Sports. Uh, Lokomotiv are home tomorrow night against Sirspol, as we've already said, and they're at home against Asiska in that Moscow Derby on Sunday. Kickoff is at 5.30. The Capital Sports Stadium show will be there for both. Now, before we go any further, we're going to take a little break from football and do a bit of tennis catch-up. Madam, tell us, who are we going to listen to right now? Yeah, I had just a couple interviews, but it was quite interesting uh, with Magdalena Barikova, Philip Kohlschreiber... Alice Cornet and Daria Kasatkina. And did you get Kunitsin uh, as well? Igor? Yes, and also the head coach of Davis Cup, uh, Russian team, Igor Kunitsin. That's yes. very good. Okay, so we're going to go to that right now, have a listen, and uh, we'll be back with uh, some more news and then a song. Hi, I'm Magdalena Ribarikova, and uh, tell me, is it your first time here in Moscow? 
No, it's not the first time. I have been here, I think, three times before, or four times even. So it's my fourth time, but uh, last time I was here maybe four, four years ago. So, but uh, how, how do you feel about Moscow? Have you seen it? Uh, not that much, for sure not this year, but uh, years before I saw a little bit uh, like Red Square, but like this classic uh, Yeah, classic yeah, but still not, not that bad, okay, yeah. well, good for you. So, and yeah, so not that much, I would like to for sure see, see more because uh, I heard it's, it's really beautiful. So. Oh, that's cool, so, uh, and uh, what do you think about this tournament, do you, do you like it or not? And... Uh, yeah, I'm just disappointed a little bit because after my good win against Sharapova, I could not compete the, the second match, and um, because I had a lot of matches before in, in Linz. So, so yeah, I would, I would for sure I would like to be here longer, but uh, but that's tennis, and, and yeah, the tennis is very nice. Uh, I like the food a lot, and the hotel is good because it's very close. So this is for us great, and and I really enjoy the time here. Oh, that's cool. And uh, so, how do you think we're gonna win? Men's or women's tournament doesn't matter. Just guess. Uh, I think maybe Kasatkina can surprise. She could be. Oh. Good, good guess. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Magda. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, my name is Philip Kulschreiber. So, is it your first time in Moscow? No, it's not. Um, I think I've been here five, six, seven times. Um, and how do you like it here? So far, very good. Um, it's it's a great stadium. It's it's very convenient with the with the hotel. Sometimes I have time to visit the Red Square, so it's a lot of things to do. Oh, so you've seen something here around? Okay, yes, not very bad. nice. No, not bad for things. <laughs> and what do you think about this tournament, Kremlin Cup? Do you like it? I mean, that's the reason <laughs> I'm coming back. It's it's very nice. I think it's not like a usual indoor tournament because of the huge Olympic Stadium. Yeah, but don't you feel uh, that it's a little bit? To pressure under this, uh, like for me when I was playing, it was so tough. Uh, but if you come back, then it means that you like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I mean, they always try to improve uh, the little things every year, and um, they're doing a very good job. Okay, and very like nasty question: Who do who do you think gonna win the well, tournament? I mean, doesn't matter, men's, women's. Yeah, just make a guess. <laughs> well. As long as I'm in the tournament, I hope I'm gonna win uh, the tournament. But uh, it's tough <laughs> okay, to say. If, if not, if not, um, I go for Kareno Busta, and, uh, top seed in the men's side. And the women? No. Um, I no have idea. No idea. I, I know that we have a German girl, Julia Gerges, here, so I, I go with her. Use. Yeah, I wish her best of luck, of course. And yeah, I don't know the draw from the women's side, but I think okay. uh, she won today and she's in the quarterfinal. It's enough. Thank you. So, tell me your name. <laughs> I'm Daria Kasatkina. So, is it your first time? Of course, it's not your first time in Moscow. So, how, what do you think uh, about the tournament and the city? Uh, actually, it's my fifth time here. So, uh, I'm really always glad to play here. I like the atmosphere and everything. It's like my home tournament, even though I'm not from Moscow. Anyway, I like to play here. Okay, so, so you do love the organization and everything? And you're not like, you know, some players like Makarova, she's like stressed when she's playing here in Moscow. What is it for you? No, I'm not stressed. I'm you even, yeah, so, I'm more so, happy so when the the, everybody is coming to watch me. Yeah, it's better than when you're playing on the center court, there's five people clapping. <laughs> so, <laughs> better when the crowd is really big. Yeah, it's, it's nice when it's support. I, I, I do know it. And, okay, the last question, uh, who do you think are going to win the tournament? Woman. Woman, when? 
I mean, tell I, I wish I won a. I so to, tell, tell, <laughs> come on. I, I wish Derek I said Kina will win the tournament, hold <laughs> the trophy at the end. <laughs> I, I wish this, so we're going to support you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. So, will you listen to Radio Capital FM now? Of course, I will. So, 105.3. One, one, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We have our head coach of uh, Davis Cup team, Igor Kunitsin, and I have a couple of questions. So, uh, tell us something about Kremlin Cup. How was it before? Is it getting better? How do you think? Because you used to play here. Well, I think it's it's been the main uh, Russian event uh, for any Russian player. And it's, uh, Everyone who's been uh, playing tennis and growing up uh, either came to watch here or used to be a ball boy. And so, so in, uh, in, I know uh, the story. In, yeah, yeah. So that's a, it's a, it's a, Moscow is a hometown for for most of the Russian players. So it's the biggest event where they can show their tennis to, to Russian fans, to families and friends. So it's, uh, it's, it's always a special event for, for any Russian player. Uh, how do you think, uh, like yesterday, Sharapov, it was a big upset, but the, like, the stadium was absolutely packed. It's what, like, it, it was insane, seriously. I, I think... Uh, I think uh, oh, sorry. Do we need like, uh, this kind of players? How, do we have anyone who can grow up and uh, also like, get the crowd like this except Maria? Because Maria is like, obviously she will not play forever and she obviously will not come every single year here. <laughs> Well, players like Maria, uh, obviously they Maybe guys? yeah yeah they don't you know born very often and uh, Marat used to uh, draw such crowds. Maybe not on Tuesdays, but on uh, like final stages. I remember. Like, Maybe 10 years ago when he played Davidenko in the second round at night, it was huge, maybe not as packed as last night. So it just uh, it just shows how big Maria is worldwide, not not not, not even in Russia. And uh, it's been a great day. I think, I mean, it's been hundreds of people waiting to have a picture and her signature after the match. And it just, you know, shows how, how big of a player she is. And um, it, it is great that, well, obviously not great that she lost but I think it's anyway it's a great experience for many people who were some many people were able to see her for the first time and who knows how many years she, she has left and uh, I think it's, it was a, was a great day for for many people who came to watch her. Okay and as you're head coach of Davis Cup tell us uh, is men's Russian tennis gets better finally will we have like some superstar or not because you know all the juniors coming and like all the newcomers well, well now we have uh, this a uh, new event in milan it's like uh, it's a next gen uh, under 21 final so best eight players in the world teenagers under 21 will play there and we have three guys oh, medvedev so rublev oh. uh, and hachanov well medvedev is close but he's, hopefully he'll get in and uh, so basically, you know, three best teenagers in the world are Russian. So we uh, do believe they have great potential. Rublev is now number one player in Russia. He's 35 in the world. Karen Khachanov broke top 30 mm -hmm. this year. So those guys have great potential, and hopefully in, uh, in a few years they'll be drawing uh, as much people here as, uh, as Maria as did Yeah, that's what I'm asking. So are we, are we expecting the Davis Cup from them? Well, we definitely <laughs> do expect. You know, it's a, it's a long, it's a, it's a still long way to go. Guys have to 
uh, work hard and develop their games, and uh, and they're still growing up. They, you know, they they're still young kids. So hopefully, in uh, in a few years, we'll contend for Davis Cup. Okay, so we'll listen to our show Capital FM. We do. Capital Sports every Wednesday. Now you know it. Now I know. No, no. I, I do listen to Capital Fan uh, once in a while, but uh, I'll be I'll be definitely listening on Wednesdays. Okay, now. thank you, Igor. Okay, so tell me your name. <laughs> so my name is Alize Cornet and I'm French. Uh, yes, and uh, is it your first time here in Moscow? No, it's not my first time. I think I played my first tournament here in 2008, and I almost came every almost year. Nine so years. yep. So you do enjoy Moscow, it means. I, yeah, I like it a lot, and uh, I didn't have, I never had so much time to visit. Actually, I've been just one time to, to the Red Square, and but that's although, it. Yeah, that's it. So I didn't discover the whole city, and I, I regret so it. Maybe this this year, come on, I know how tough yeah. it is, but I, but mean, I you think will I, enjoy. I can yeah, I think I'll stay you. one more day after the after the tournament just to enjoy. Sounds the city. like a perfect plan. Yeah, you have to do so, and do like I mean, if you're coming here every year, so it means you you do love the Kremlin Cup. Why why? Why do you come in? Like, why you choose Kremlin Cup, not Luxembourg, for yeah. example? But first of all, I like the surface here. I oh, like, okay. you know, the the whole stadium is really nice. Um, the fact that it's mixed also, uh, it makes the atmosphere even more special. I think oh, the okay. crowd is really into it, and uh, everything together makes it a really great tournament. I, I like it. The hotel is really good, and it's nearby, so it's easy. You yeah, can walk to the organization. Yeah, organization like is, is pretty good. Okay, and the last question is very like kind of nasty. You're still in the draw. Yeah. How do you, uh, who do you think gonna win the tournament? I mean, women's men. Except just me? make <laughs> it's good answer. Yeah. I mean, it's just like okay, you. No, it's good that I believe in myself. But otherwise, I would say I don't even know who's left in the tournament. But um, I have no clue. Uh, Kasatkina is playing good, I think, at the moment. Uh, Everyone is uh, making a guess I now think, about I her, even you know, men. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? The draw is very open for women. So we see how okay, it goes. Just I believe in my chances. Okay, yeah, just go yeah, and take your chances. Yeah. Actually, yes. And for the men, I didn't. Even, I, I have to say, I didn't even watch the draw. Oh, okay. So I don't even. I know that uh, Karino Busta must be seen number one. <laughs> yes, but it didn't win a lot of matches this last month. Uh, so I would bet on somebody else. Maybe a surprise. Maybe a Russian, Russian guy. Oh. I don't know. Okay, we we'll see. That quiz question again. Who is the women's world number one in tennis? And no, it's not Masha Sharapova. Somebody's written into us to ask. So, listen, it sounded that you were having some good fun with Elise Cornet. Was it that nice? Yeah, it was. It was actually, it was, it was quite a surprise for me. And yeah, we already discussed it so many times. And yeah, it was quite cool. That's excellent. Listen, we're going to go to another break. Before we do, we have a proper rock solid stadium song. Normally, it's associated with goal celebrations from the KHL Spartak Moscow to Juventus in Italy to my former club in Canada, the Montreal Impact. And it came to huge prominence when Chicago Blackhawks used it when they won the 2013-2015 Stanley Cups. Uh, in fact, in 2014, Sports Illustrated said it was the best goal song of the year. Leinster Rugby in Ireland, they use it when they score a try. And of course, Chelsea FC use it in the English Premier League when they too score a goal. The group is from Scotland. The video is quite fun, so give it a watch. Let your mind go as you listen to the Fratellis and their Chelsea Dagger. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Правила инвестирования. Утром деньги, вечером стулья. Правила выгодного инвестирования от него Таурс. Деньги через три года. Первый платеж за апартаменты в центре Москвы всего 20%. Платеж 70% только через три года. 70% через три года? Круто. А какой у них там номер? 499-300-0303. Проектная декларация на сайте nevatowers.ru. Застройщик ООО «Эста Тауэрс». Возможна ипотека. Условия предоставляются банком ГПБ АО. With Alan Moore. And we're back with our last gasp of effort here on Capital Sports, live from the studios of Moscow's Capital FM. Sure, what else would you be doing but listen to us on a Wednesday evening as the weather is the way it is out there, it's not great. And no matter where you are around the world, because we know we have listeners right now in China, in Malaysia, in Pakistan, in Ireland, USA, Canada, my God, I can just go on, go on, go on, go on. Okay, you can't really yeah, stop, me, have, stop me. Yeah, but we have to jump to England now. And the Premier League, where on Saturday, Manchester United's 1-0 win over Spurs provided the talking point for the weekend. As Andrew Flynn, and not just him, told us, United are playing horrible football, but at least not losing. So the fans will stomach it. Yeah, Armando Gunicia said last week he's a massive Man U fan and um, said that, you know, that 
no matter you know they're winning but it's terrible to watch but you know that's what the guy gets paid for yeah that's what I've read also and um, but I know sometimes that happens actually with the like teams and players sometimes it's better it's better the worst win than like perfect lose exactly and I don't like this when people say oh they should be playing beautiful football beautiful put, no you football have to win play. you have to win that's it first yeah, and, first that, that's and first the and aim you, do, you make do with the best players you have you don't have 11 messes in the field well, anyway, well Messi would be a goalkeeper so well Shea give me goals ok so really awful stuff from uh, United last week but that's what Mourinho does until he's fired as we asked last week so Arsenal also won Chelsea bounced back with 3 points in Bournemouth uh, Liverpool's Jekyll and Hyde season form continued with a comprehensive 3-0 win over Huddersfield Man City they a tricky one but Guardiola's men prevailed 3-2 away to West Brom. Just so whole played on Saturday and lost at home to Notts Forest. Yeah, Linus Lusky's team, they lost. But uh, it's a bit of a blip. And uh, just like Alan Partridge, they're going to bounce back. So on Monday, it was bad news for a Newcastle side that looked like they're going to have a lot of money to spend pretty soon, if Johnny Oxenham was right, about uh, half a billion dollars a person, uh, apparently. Um, they dropped a close and 1-0 to Burnley, but it wasn't as bad as Dead Man walking Slavin Bilic and his West Ham sides. Absolute capitulation on Sunday against Crystal Palace. They somehow managed to throw away 2-0 lead and draw 2-2. I was watching it and it was terrible. Uh, Palace were valued for the point, though, uh, under Roy Hodgson, because they're playing right now. Uh, but it's just a matter of time of when and not if Slavin gets his walking papers. This weekend there really is a super Sunday. At 5.15 Man City have Arsenal coming for dinner while dessert is provided for by Chelsea who have Man United going by at 7.30. Nice yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Having these games right before the international break is messy for the English Premier League. And that's what they do well. So we should also mention that Newcastle are at home to Bournemouth. West Ham could cost Slavin his job when they play Liverpool and of course Hull City they're away to Sheffield United so those three matches are all on Saturday. And the best to last, the Russian Premier League will be very interesting this weekend. Dynamo and Yekaterinburg on Friday to play Ural, that's at 5.30 start. On Sunday evening at 7, Spartak will have Ufa up in the Atkrit Arena but our focus is on Lokomotiv CSK where we'll be coming coming and coming live with our second Capital Sports Stadium show of the week. A draw will see Loco stay top, a win, and they're really motoring. Yeah, or steaming full, well, yeah. steaming down yeah. the tracks as locomotives <laughs> do, rather than a car. Okay, so this is it, you're covering a locomotive. They are controlling their own destiny right now, but like we said earlier, it's tough at the top. Okay, sport, poor Spartak fans, they are now turning their attention to winning the Cup. As a friend of mine just told me this week, Alexei said that, you know, that this is what they need to win this season, the Russian Cup. So that's the extent of their ambition. Uh, and they should win it because uh, they will be in Samara to play Krylia Sovetov in one quarterfinal. The draw favours Spartak, of course, as they are one of just four Premier Clubs left. Spartak, should they win on the Volga, they will play the winner of Tosno and Luk Energia Vladivostok. Try saying that with a sandwich in your mouth. Uh, in the other half of the draw, Ska Habrosk play Shinig and Ankar Perm play Avangard Kursk. Of the eight sides, you know, in all honesty, only Spartak have a chance because they have, they are the only side to have ever won the cup. So before we go to our call, yeah, I know you're going to ask have... Quiz call gonna... time. I know, Quiz I know, you really so want to get it. Come on, Anna, come on, come on, okay. Uh, okay, so we will. We, we, we have a winner on the line. Uh, our question was? 
our question was, who is the women's world tennis number one? Yes, who she was. She was, uh, of course, the rank is released this week. Uh, she's a very well-known player. Uh, and on the line, we have Jane. Jane, can you hear us? Yeah, hi. So, Jane, listen, uh, thank you for sending in. You you got the answer right, but we are going to ask you live on air just, just to see were you cheating or were you like Googling or looking on Wikipedia. So, Jane, who is the current women's world tennis number one? I actually wish it was Maria Sharapova. Well, it's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Exactly. So maybe it's uh, Stetti Graf. Uh, could be years 20 ago. years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. We're not, no, okay. no, no, no. One is, so, okay, so Jane, tell us who, who is the women's world number one tennis player? It's Simona Halep. Very good. Yes. Very, very good. Yes. So you that's the correct answer. That's the correct answer. Yeah, that's, yeah, we got it. So, 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 Jane, you, uh, listen, Jane, are you a football fan? Uh, a bit, yes, I would say yes. Oh. Uh, actually, my husband is a football fan, but you know, I don't have a choice. Oh, well, you see, that's, that's Sometimes good, happens. Yeah, you're a good wife. You're a good wife, you know, supporting her husband's passion. So, um, and, and may we ask, what team is he a supporter of? Uh, he supports Lokomotiv. Oh, my God. There you go. So, there you go. Well, perfect, perfect answers. Perfect answers. So, Jane, listen, you guys are going to join us on Sunday, okay? So at the Siskai game, uh, you'll be getting two VIP tickets. There's some a bit of food thrown in and some drinks as well. And we'll be grab you will be grabbing you up on stage uh, to have a chat with us. Um, Jane, uh, do you listen to our show fairly often? Yeah. Okay, that's very, very good. Because no, I know it's not the first time you sent in an answer. So listen, Jane, thank you very, very much. We're going to be in contact with you after the show. Thank and you so um, much. we will see you on Sunday at the yeah. Day Arena. Perfect. See you then. Okay, thank so you. that was Jane. So she got her... She got her two VIP tickets to the game on Sunday, so she was pretty happy. Yes, well, I can imagine, you know, on Sunday it's like a nice derby. I know, and it's her like husband gonna is going to be, be so huge, happy. It's going to be huge, I think. He's going to be clean and he's going to be iron and he's going to be making the dinner for like a week for this. He's going <laughs> to love her so much. I don't know when, well, I, I, of course I know when Valentine's Day is, but like <laughs> he is, he's going to give her such a like, massive presence. Okay, so uh, that is almost all for, for this week from us. Um, Ikerine, I just wanted to ask you, so um, who, like, you know, what are you going to ask Dmitry Bulikin on, uh, on tomorrow night? Because you know. How is he doing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see doing? him for a long time. <laughs> How did you know him actually? Just to now I know him because uh, we, when I started to play tennis, uh, his sister is one year older than I am. And, he, no, eight, well, and that's how we know each other. He was also young, uh, soccer player, and um, I knew him when he was like almost a kid. So, and then everything happened, like he, he played for Russian uh, team and all these things, and then he moved to Germany. We're not like friends or something, but we really know each other. And I also know his mom because she works, really? in, yeah, because she works in um, Russian State University of Physical Culture and Sport. No way. Yes, because she's a volleyball player. And she uh, she does all around this volleyball there in the university. So when when I was studying there, I was uh, like uh, actually getting in contact with her <laughs> a few times. <laughs> so you, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So more or less, I know the family. Let's say like this. That's quite good. So okay, well, that's why I will ask how is he doing. <laughs> okay, I I be very careful with questions, you know, because the one time one time actually I interviewed my uh, boss uh, live on air. Uh, on a radio station in Croatia, and he came in, he sat down, and uh, I mean, we knew each other, we, we traveled everywhere together, we were great friends. 
and uh, I asked him a question which I didn't realize it was something like something like um like uh, who your favorite boyhood team and then I forgot that he grew up in Zagreb so we were in, in Croatia so every, or in Dalmatia everyone loves Hyduk Split and of course we were working with Hyduk Split and automatically he went Zagreb Dinamo and my god the amount of abuse the man took it was just terrible like, yeah just, yeah we have to be very yeah, careful yeah we do very, very careful <laughs> yeah we 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 seen that like say with like a uh, when like say Dennis Bottle was with us or Eric Stop so we you know we to yeah, but it's going to be interesting. He also used to play for Lokomotiv, if I remember that's correctly. Right, that's yeah. right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why it's also interesting to get some connections. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys, I mean, who we've interviewed, like, uh, you know, Alexis Smerten and so on. Of course, Ari, of course, who we interviewed for as well. Like, all these guys who came through the the, uh, the ranks at Lokomotiv. And, you know, it, I mean, it's it's not fair. We do we do talk to people from every single club. I mean, Alexei, of course, is, you know, working with Dinamo. So, like, it is kind of mixed, you know? So, uh, we're at an end to tonight's show. I think uh, you're going to be happy, so she won't have to listen to me anymore this evening. Um, and, Why? Uh, Why do you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I just think you're going to hit me because I've been making so many... Like, between the breaks, I've just been making so many errors and forgetting things. So, I, like I said last week, hundred and some, well, about 150 fights, uh, heading the ball for years and years playing football. Concussions and rugby, so my brain's just not what it was. I've never had a brain, but it's even worse. You need some rest. Yeah, I need some rest. I need some sleep. I need a holiday. That's what I mean. Okay, so we'll have a little bit of a musical holiday to uh, round out our show. Um, the final piece tonight, the final piece tonight, and of course, you can't tell me we'll, we'll have a piece of our own next week, but the final piece tonight uh, that I picked was written by the legendary songwriter, singer, and guitarist John Fogarty. Now, Fogarty, he was the main man with Creedence Clearwater Revival, even. And his concerts are simply awesome. He's, I think he's in 70-something now, but he's so great. He's, he's so great to go and watch. Um, now, this song that he wrote was covered by Status Quo, and it was given a complete makeover and complete revival. Um, and it's hard to believe that it's 40 years old. It's 40 years ago, sorry, since it was a top 10 hit around the world, and it was number one in Ireland. I don't remember. I was little, but anyway. Um, and it still gets people on their feet. Bayer Leverkusen, they use it as their goal song. After each home game, uh, each home win, rather, uh, Bolton Wanderers, Blackpool, Leighton Orient and Millwall, they play it. And it's the showstopper for Ireland's very own Tony Watkins and the Smoke Breakers when they perform. Uh, Tony, I, I, you, you will meet him quite soon. He's a cool guy and he plays around Moscow. So if you want to have, just have good fun at a, at a music gig, look up Tony Watkins and the Smoke Breakers. It is fun. When they perform this song, the whole place rocks. So, my good friends, my dear friends, go rocking into the good night. It's goodbye from me. And from me. And this is Status Quo with Rockin' All Over the World. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.